Welcome on back to Baseless Claims, our casual conversational comedy podcast. My name is Tay, the Unseen. My name is Tori Newly Settled Thompson. My name is Tyler, ye old criminal Mathieson. Howdy do, swing! Welcome to Sword Watch. Bring awareness to the dangers of life without sword. Now, Swordwatch has has had a little bit, I don't want to say of a problem in the past, but it's been a little bit of a problem, child, in which it's hard to look up sword crimes that don't end tragically and that (laughs) are, you know, like funny enough ones that you feel yeah. morally okay to goof on yeah yeah not like a triple homicide <laughs> it's got a morally gray goofing line and mm-hmm. well i've solved the problem i have brain blasted and i've solved the problem did you clean up afterwards you just stop at the funny parts done <laughs> no i have found a resource and accumulated a few sword oh. watches from the 1800s because no one gives a shit anymore about those. (laughs) Oh, that's great. Wonderful. I'm I'm horny for these ones. You found a great way to continue the, the, the segment. Kudos. It is far enough removed that anyone's going to, because like when it's modern, it's like they have family. They have like people that could be listening. Like there's like, it's, you don't have like their permission for that story. When it's from 1844, like, mm-hmm. what does it matter? Everyone's gone. Yeah, who gives a shit? And it's not, and it's totally, if you ask me, morally okay because it was already published <laughs> in a newspaper. Now, mm-hmm. I, I guess we'll find out, won't we? This newspaper is the Morning Call from San Francisco, California, and this is from Friday, May eleventh, eighteen ninety-four. Wow, I like that name, the Morning Call. Mm-hmm. And this is Grandfather's Sword. Ooh. <clears throat> Savage rushes and repulses. They just had a better grasp of the English language. They did. <laughs> they really made that shit sound juicy. Here we go. Swordwatch from the 1800s. <clears throat> there was a terrific contest between a man <laughs> armed with a sword... <laughs> And a maddened bull in a saloon on Tuesday last. And when it was over, <laughs> the barroom looked as if it was as if it had badly been struck by a Kansas cyclone, and the floor was covered with liquor and gore. This Holy is so shit. much That's more tantalizing awesome. than anything Malcolm Gladwell has ever written. That's so sick. Malcolm Gladwell's a bitch. No one cares anymore. <laughs> this is what the people are into. I don't need steps for bettering my life, Malcolm. I don't give a fuck what you think. Spin me a beautiful tale with immaculate wording. Fred Vogel, a dairyman on Sickles Avenue near the county line, owned a bull which had become so vicious that he he determined to get rid of it. So on Tuesday morning, he started with the bull to Butchertown to have it slaughtered. The bull walked along quietly enough and Vogel was congratulating himself that he would have had no trouble in taking it to the slaughterhouse when suddenly his pleasurable anticipations were cut short. (laughs) Whether the bull wanted some stimulant to support it in its hour of death or whether it had an old grudge against John Cannon, who runs a saloon... (laughs) on the Missouri road between the six and seven mile houses are questions that cannot be answered. But when Vogel had reached Cannon's saloon, the bull broke from him 
and with tail erect and head down, rushed into the bar. He wanted a cold drink. Can't blame him. Stiff oh drink before God. the slaughterhouse. Yeah. G- give him the stiff drink. Come on. Yeah, He's about to sh- be slaughtered. Give him a shooter of whiskey. He can handle it. He can handle it. What's wrong with that? I say they're overreacting. Cannon was seated in front of the bar having a quiet smoke when the unwelcome and unruly visitor entered. He, on the (laughs) rampage, promptly sprang from his chair and vaulted over the bar as nimbly as a kitten. The first thing the bull (laughs) tackled was the shuffleboard, which stood to the right of the entrance. Not the shuffleboard! Oh, shit. I feel like the lesson there is we need more saloons with shuffleboards in these days. And more walking the bulls to slaughter. And more walking bulls to slaughter. That's what this society is missing. We've lost our way. We're too disconnected from the way our food is made. Bulls to the slaughter band name, I called it. Fuck, that's a good one. The shuffleboard was sent flying against the bar with such force that one end of the ladder was driven against four whiskey and a beer carts, which were toppled over and their contents poured over the floor. The roaring of the infuriated brute and the destruction of his property drove Cannon frantic. On the wall behind the bar, there was, suspended, an immense sword, which his grandfather (laughs) wore while an officer in the British Army. God, that's so badass. That's so awesome. This rules. He seized the sword, and as the bull made a rush at the counter, he swung it round his head and struck the brute with a terrific blow, with a sharp edge on the neck. The blood spurted from the gaping wound, but the only effect of the blow was to increase the fury of the bull. <laughs> oh my, I love the color commentary, like... I want to hear this? I want to hear this guy doing like an ESPN. How the fuck is this so detailed? When I read a news article, it's like man robs store. He entered, took things and left. Like there's no like grand story to it anywhere. There's no play by play detail. Like this is insane. Yeah. Man, five, eight to six, two <laughs> has done potentially a crime with allegedly. a potential weapon. Allegedly. That's all we know at the time. We, we lost our we lost our lust for color commentary in in news articles. OK, I want it sensationalized. I don't want them to give me the facts. <laughs> no. I want them to describe the sword assault that happened with their own with their own playings on the English language. Oh, Tyler, do I have good news for you? Fox News even <laughs> in an instant. Its horn struck the bar with a crash that could have been heard a mile away. The bar was forced from its fastenings, and the bottles on the shelves were shaken from their places and fell crashing to the floor. This fucking bull literally upheaved the... You know how heavy bars are, especially in in fucking 1894? You know how strong a fucking bull is? I know how strong a fucking bull is, but that was literally... Like, a bar in 1894 is made of, like... They didn't shave any of the fucking oak off because they didn't know how to fucking do it. It was like the full density of like wood <laughs> and metal and like it it took like goddamn 30 oxes to bring it in the front door. It's oxen. Oh, who gives a shit? <laughs> hey, Tyler, Tay knows something. <laughs> no, I was just being an asshole. I don't know if that's correct or not. 
Cannon sprang from behind the bar to save himself from being crushed and valiantly attacked the animal. We should also describe attacking animals as valiant behavior now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now we're like, oh, you're you're murdering these. It's like, oh, please. Oh, come on. It was valiant. It looked cool. The officer on the scene valiantly shot the family's dog. <laughs> yeah. Well, when you put it that way. <laughs> Nine-year-old Tori <laughs> valiantly forgot to feed his hamster. <laughs> Father valiantly lies to child about dog going to the farm. <laughs> Mother valiantly brings fish to their forever home, the ocean via toilet. <laughs> He wielded his grandfather's sword with the energy born of despair, and blood was soon flowing in streams from the animal's neck and body. That's so badass! What the fuck? Suddenly, with a roar that, can that made Cannon's hair stand on end, the bull charged upon him and be fled to the rear, yelling to his wife, <clears throat> For God's sakes, Jane, come here! <laughs> Jane, come get this bull off me. Jane, help Jesus Christ. Yeah, like, what is she gonna do? Like, dude's yelling, like, fucking the bull charged. He, fle he fled to the rear, yelling to his wife, for God's sakes, Jane, come here. What the like fuck? Like, he's annoyed she, she wasn't already there. Like, <laughs> God, for God's sakes, get over here. What are you doing? Come on. For God's sake, yeah. For God's sake doesn't imply fear. It implies annoyance. Like, no one says, like, <laughs> yeah. no one says, for God's sake, help me. It's like, for fuck's sake, can you, like, fucking do anything? Maybe, Jane? Even huh? in 1893, that's a, that's a an emphasis of annoyance, not, you know, mm -hmm. whatever. Like, maybe in the 1700s it would be, but not in the 1800s. They had evolved past that. Literally in 1894, that's as gentle as you could possibly get with your wife. That is literally <laughs> like as gentle as it gets. Yeah. If you got any more gentle, you would get cut by a bigger man with a bigger sword. Mm -hmm. And then that's his wife now. Mm -hmm. Mrs. Cannon, who had been a terrified spectator of the combat from a safe distance, being alarmed for the safety of her married daughter, Mrs. Leahy, who was in a house in rear of the saloon with her three young children, ran along the road shouting for help. That is a... First of all, that's quite the run-on sentence there. Yeah. Second of all, like, you don't need to justify why she was cowering in terror. This is a fucking massive bull that is trying to gore the, the fucking patrons of the bar. Yeah, and that's a wild request to, like, ask for help. Like, if someone comes up and they're like, Please help. Like, this guy's being super creepy. Can you just go over there and, like, get him off this girl? Like, yeah, sure, not a problem. Hey, uh, there's a bull charging in there, and he's already been cut with a sword and hasn't dropped yet. Can you get in there and help? Uh, fuck that, actually. I'm going to keep going. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, no. I'm, I got tickets bye. to the cinema, so. <laughs> yep, goodbye. I got tickets to the moving pictures. <laughs> the Nickelodeon. We're going to go see Vaudeville. <laughs> I like you don't need to justify why she's in terror like oh she's in terror because there's children she could be in terror for anything there's a fucking bull that literally upheaved the bar this scaredy weirdy little baby 
was cowering in the corner as the bloody bull charged her. Ugh, <laughs> boring. Here's where it gets fucking interesting. <gasps> Did she not even have dinner ready yet? <laughs> <laughs> that was uncalled for. It's what 1894, Tay. <laughs> of all that's the terrible most sex, that, that's the most <laughs> feminist thing I could have said. <laughs> <laughs> he's out of Jesus. line, but he's right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is where it gets real old timey. <clears throat> in yeah, her terror, the sword behind the bar in 1893 wasn't old timey enough for you. Well, it, get, it gets even better. <clears throat> in her terror, she saw Billy Ryan, better known as Ocean House Bill, running towards oh, the God, that's, I'm so fucking horny right now. Ocean House Bill! Ocean House Bill running toward the saloon with a pistol in his hand, and she felt relieved, as Billy is a famous vaquero. Are we sure that this isn't just a short story? <laughs> Not like an this actual so, news this report? Is fucking better than Game of Thrones. As Billy came upon the scene, Cannon and the bull were playing hide-and-seek. Cannon taking another slash at his when the opportunity offered. <laughs> Okay, okay, now it's my turn to hide. Yeah. <laughs> stop, stop, I don't want to play this game. <laughs> when he saw Billy's pistol, he yelled, don't shoot or you might hit the children. Ryan. <laughs> bang, bang, bang. <laughs> you can, it's 1894. You, can, you literally have probably 10 fucking kids. Yeah, it's okay if you graze one or two of them with a bullet. That's just what happened. Just put some fucking iron in their blood. It's good for them, maybe. Are you telling me they didn't stick a musket in those kids' hands and send them off to war? Uh, Tori, it's 1894, okay? The Spanish-American War hadn't started yet. Oh, yeah, the War of 1912 hadn't started yet either. Soon, though. Within those kids' lifetimes. No, maybe. those kids will be dead by 28, okay? That's <laughs> yeah. uh, not going to be in their lifetime. When was the Civil War? Uh, 1860s. So long ago at this point. Mm-hmm. Ryan jumped for the bull and seized it by the horns. He tried to throw the animal but failed, so he hung on to the horns like grim death while Cannon cut and slashed with undiminished vigor. God, this is so fucking sick. They literally grabbed the bull by the horns. He literally jumped yeah. on the bull. That's what? What? Oh, Billy R- Ocean House Bill, you know, just running and grabbing bulls by the horns. Like, replace those two names with Kratos and Atreus, and it's like you're just <laughs> describing, like, a, a cool takedown animation. I'm starting to not believe this story. Jack McKen, a horsebreaker for Miller and Lux, fortunately came to their assistance just as the bull had shaken itself free of Ryan and was getting ready for a general charge. Vogel had all the time been dancing around, anxious to render assistance, but not knowing what to do. As soon as McKenna appeared... He plucked up courage, and the four men, Vogel, McKenna, Ryan, and Cannon, made a combined rush upon the bull. They managed, after a desperate struggle, to throw the bull down and quickly tied its legs. Evan took the sword, and with a practiced thrust, soon ended its life. Then, oh my God. he handed the sword back to Cannon. That's the sickest shit. Oh my God. Leaning upon his grandfather's sword, Cannon's glance alternately rested upon the carcass of the bull and the wreck in the barroom. What his thoughts were is only known to himself. 
The others respected his emotions and remained silent. (laughs) 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 I love how they're describing like his thoughts only known to himself. This is again, this is the color commentary we need back in journalism. I think, you know what? I think that certain people on the internet are right and that maybe we have lost our masculinity. <laughs> Boys just don't murder bulls anymore with swords. I know. It's the, it's a fucking shame. We used to be a proper country where boys just got together and murdered bulls. Boys night used to be at the bar, yes, but instead of trying to get like a date or going on Tinder or talking about your ugh, feelings, you would fucking use swords to kill a bull. <laughs> and that was oh, that was expected behavior. That's Wednesday. This is a regular day in that time, yeah. I do I do love just picturing the visual of these people just enjoying a drink at the bar. Maybe some light like piano music is playing from the automatic piano or whatever the fuck they have there. And then all of a sudden just this bull breaks through the front door. Holy <laughs> Holy hell! And then what? Fuck! What did he say? For God's sake! For God's sake, <laughs> For God's Jenna! Sake, can you come in Jen. here and help me? At last, the silence was broken by Cannon, saying sorrowfully as he looked lovingly at the blood-stained sword. If it hadn't been for thee, my grandfather's trusty blade, I would have been in glory. Boys, let's have a drink. As fawn, I feel I need it, and so do you. What the fuck? That's so cool! Oh. <laughs> No one will ever be cooler than this guy. It's just not possible. <laughs> and also saying, not even saying, we truly, the fucking English language used to be so cool because this motherfucker didn't say, I almost, hey fam, I almost fucking died. This dude said, I would have been in glory. Yeah, if it wasn't yeah. for the grandfather's sword. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like, oh shit fam, almost got yeeted, no cap. Like, <laughs> It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't even just like the holy fucking shit. Oh my God, I almost shit my pants. I almost fucking died. No, he kept it calm, cool, collected. I would have been in glory. Boys, let's have a drink. As fawn, I feel I need it, and so do you. God, we used to know how to monologue back in the day. Hell yeah, we did. Also, the believability of this story has gone straight to zero, though. I'm pretty sure... We, what actually happened was that the bull got in, broke everything, and they managed to kill it, right? None of this, like, badassery even mm. happened. It Tay. was just the reporter showing up and being like, how can I make this a story? Tay, you sound so <laughs> stupid right now. Tay, you sound this is real. Of course this is real. You can't fucking lie in a newspaper in 1894. The town would have literally brought you to the gallows. We haven't invented lying yet. Fair. Fair enough. Vogel, after helping Cannon to make order out of chaos in the barroom, hired a cart and drove home with the carcass. The terrified... (laughs) The terrific combat is the talk of the town, and it is worthwhile driving out to the scene to hear Cannon's description of the events. Terrific combat band name, I call it. Wow, they even threw in a little, like, advertisement for the bar at the end there. Yeah, they even said... You can head on down to the bar and hear about it yourself, as Cannon puts it in his own words. Wait, hold on. <laughs> Is that a sponsored article? <laughs> I don't think oh, they that's... fucking knew what that was at that point. No one at no one in 1894 had thought of yet, like, what if I paid money to put my name in the local newspaper? 
integrated branding content. Yeah, but we have to make it look like it wasn't an ad, you see? Is that legal? It's 1894. There are no laws yet. (laughs) Who cares? Are the Pinkertons going to find us? Fuck no. Print it. (laughs) Doesn't fucking matter. Like, because also, like, who's going to fucking hear about it? You know who's going to hear about it? The morning call from San Francisco, California. Only the residents of San Francisco, California. It's 1894. No one else is seeing this information from that paper. Yeah. And only like 60% of them because like the, the rest are illiterate. Yeah. The only True. people, the only people who have read this article outside of that is probably us. And then like one historian. <laughs> and it's a, it's a damn shame. Yeah. There's a historian listening to this right now. Like, fuck, are you kidding me? That's what's out there. Shit. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta start researching American newspapers from fucking 1770 to all the way up to 1963 is what this archive has. So that's sword watch. And and, Hey, let me just tell you. Okay. In case there's, it hasn't happened in over a hundred years, but just in case someone's bringing a bull to slaughter and you find yourself sitting at a saloon and the bull (laughs) recklessly breaks down the door, upheaves the bar. And then, the wives are just like, oh, cowering in the corner, and you're expected to do something, have a sword on you. It's the only way to get out of this situation. Yep. Only way to stay safe, and then you'll, I mean, you're going to evade glory and find yourself valiantly taking down that beast and truly reclaiming the masculinity of a generation lost. Hell yeah. That's the best sword watch ever, Tyler. That I'm was so a really fucking good jazzed one. right now, man. Hell yeah. It's going to be hard to follow that up with anything. Uh, there's a lot more where that came from because, hey, I have an archive of literally every single paper in the United States ever published from a 1770 to oh. 1964. Beautiful. Prime sword crime time. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's honestly, yeah, because, like, they didn't fucking have the weaponry to, like, no one could do a casual, like, a gun was harder to come by right like you had to go to the store and buy it and it was expensive well, at the even time if it was harder to come by it was just like so ineffective to if, yeah, if they were anywhere like, other than point blank it was gonna go god knows which direction or just blow up right in your face like having a blade at least something you could master yeah and with guns of that time it was kind of just like you shoot and then you have to spend 20 minutes reloading so it's not like a shootout it's just kind of a three shots are exchanged and then (laughs) then they do fisticuffs. It was much more efficient at that, at that moment in period. Like I'm in the prime time sword era right now. And I did find, I did have to look it up. The very first instance of someone saying the word Katana in an American newspaper. (laughs) Beautiful. It's from 1867 and it's from New York. You are doing some awesome, uh, historical preservation, Tyler. Good, good on you. Oh no, it's not work. It's not for any, it's not for any historical benefit. It's for me to clap and laugh at like when they say the word (laughs) Katana and Hey, Hey, let me tell you that article was called the way of the samurai. No way. Really? It was fully detailing. It was just detailing to Americans what a samurai even was because, hey, it was 1867. No one fucking knew anything. Fair. Oh, shit. That article created the weeaboo. We got to go back in time and just get <laughs> rid of it. We need to bring, we need to bring, uh, oh, what was it? Ocean House Billy? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Sure. Seaside Jim. <laughs> 
coast to coast mason. <laughs> Big water Mike. <laughs> Shoreline Steven. Look, um, <laughs> wet Blake. <laughs> Hi, it's me, Blake. <laughs> Hi, I'm wet Blake. <laughs> Sorry, I breathe bad. I'm not wet because I went in the water or anything. I just sweat a lot. <laughs> Fuck. My mom told me it's a condition. Jesus. No, it's a katana. <laughs> you understand the way of the samurai like I do. Now, speaking of, because there's only one way out of this, and it's raw masculinity, right? You can't, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. you can't just transition into, like, a, oh, here's a question from our Discord. Uh, because I'm going to be honest, y'all aren't keeping it masculine enough. There's no, there's <laughs> nothing masculine enough for us to transition to. Ask me about wood, losers. <laughs> Ask me about what grain type of leather is the best for your cowboy boots, you dumb motherfuckers. <clears throat> So the other week I attended, uh, for better, for worse. And it was for better, a monster truck rally. No, hell yeah, you did. And it was everything I would hoped it would be like, I thought it would be like a ha ha. Let, you know, let's see, this might be kind of funny. It was like, by 10 minutes in, you're like, fuck yeah, crush it. Hell yeah. (laughs) Is this your first one? Is it, did this pop your monster truck cherry? Yeah, this is the first time I've ever seen a monster truck in real life. Oh, wow. That's magical, Tyler. I, I love that for you, buddy. They brought out at halftime of the monster truck rally. This isn't like funny or anything. Wait, I just need to tell time. you. They brought out a fucking tank, a literal tank. Oh, I'm hell yeah. A honest to goodness fucking weapon of war. And I was like, it can't get cooler than that. The tank's top hatch opens up. To which a, like, fucking massive metallic dinosaur rises from said tank. And then you're like, that's pretty cool. They built a dinosaur inside of it. That's kind of rad. It didn't end there. The dinosaur unhinges its jaw and then breathes fire. A fucking flamethrower comes out of the dinosaur's mouth. Was this... Was this entire show designed by like a nine-year-old who they gave a ton of energy drinks to and then just let go wild with an expo marker yes because it was (laughs) sponsored by hot wheels oh yes that's fucking awesome yep so it was entirely designed for children i truly believe i was the only non-parent in attendance like I think everyone else was there with their kids like, yeah, this is fun for it's like Hot Wheels shit. So it's good for him, guys. And I'm here like, get it. Fucking get it, Jim. Just (laughs) crushing bush light cans on your head. (laughs) It was truly incredible. Like it, it was an incredible experience to see a fucking dinosaur come out of a tank and then chomp a car. It chomped it, too. It fucking destroyed (laughs) the car. So it didn't it just didn't, ride over. It, it chomped it. It ate that shit. It, wow. it picked up the car with its jaws and then lit it God, on that's fire. So cool. That's so rad. 
I want to live in a monster truck world. That sounds I so can't. much cooler than our life. Hey, Tyler, <laughs> let me ask you about the sport, right? The current state of the sport. Who came out on top? That's what I'm going to get to you. Oh, I'm sorry. With, is for these monster trucks, they had like, it was like the WWE. The trucks had personalities. Like <laughs> the they, trucks did? Not the, the drivers? Tr- the trucks had personalities. Yeah, just they were like cars. That's really cool, actually. They weren't selling it as like, oh, no, the drivers behave this way. One of them was called the Joker car. Oh, yeah. And his, oh, my God. Well, here, let me pull up the names really quick. Here, I got the, I got the literal, honest to God, uh, fucking, like, stat sheet for these fucking vehicles. So, the Joker one was called Gunkster. And his... St- yeah, how yeah, it was. His strength is... <laughs> say it. You gotta say it. You can't. His strength is unpredictability. <laughs> there was race ace, and his strength is always go big. <laughs> There's Mega Rex, which is a dinosaur uh, monster truck. Um, its strength is called... Uh, Dino Bite. Bigfoot, literally just called Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. The strength mm-hmm. is car crushing, which is, I would hope oh, yeah, it's a monster I mean, truck. Yeah. And then they had backstories for all of these vehicles. Like, and like when they weren't, when they were running over the cars, they weren't just like, oh, we're running over the cars because it's an event and that's why we have to run. They were, it was like the WWE. They were building a fucking storyline of like, oh, they got to beat each other to like ensure that the island gets saved from the evil spirit that's like haunting it and the trucks got to put an end to it. What the fuck? That's a wild thing if they're creating like a a season long storyline though, because like it's not televised. So, like, yeah, it's all the fans from like all, you know, every night of shows is going to have to get together and talk about what the storyline was and they're going to have to piece that together. (laughs) It's like old school style. Yeah, it's kind of like a return to form on how things used to be. That's kind of rad. You have to depend on some color commentary journalism to describe, like, oh, what what did Gunkster accomplish this week? What did the Joker car <laughs> fucking get out of this? But it was great because like at you could tell like I think it was the last one. Yeah, it was like their last event of the year that I went to. And it was fucking hilarious because the first thing that was fucking hilarious was this dude did a full run. He did the donuts, hopped over a couple cars, crushed a couple cars. And then like his run was done. And I was close enough and the seats were cheap enough. And I was close enough to like kind of see inside of the cars this motherfucker lands the jump, puts the car in park after doing donuts, and then just like pulls his phone out of his pocket and then is like no scrolling way. Facebook. Hell like yeah. it's just another day to him. <laughs> That's awesome. I wonder how much they get paid. A lot, probably. Probably no fucking oh, actually, dog no, shit. Probably not I'd a imagine. lot at all. You're right. Because it's the car that's the star, not the driver. It's the car that's yeah. the star, not the dr- the driver. Is just like the pilot that doesn't matter and it's like tori said it's not fucking televised like yeah honestly that's a genius move from like a business perspective to not pay your drivers (laughs) yeah that's why they gave the cars personality (laughs) yeah so and that was fucking hilarious to just see it so casual like he just gets done and then he's just like i'm gonna scroll facebook like it was like four seconds he just already had his phone out (laughs) (laughs) He he was texting and driving it's okay. It was in a, it was in an arena, so it's fine. He's he's yeah. meant to be hitting things. It would have honestly been better if they were a little bit tipsy too. Yeah, 
my question to you is if you had to build your monster truck personality, like if you had to like make your own like monster truck car. My truck sona. You know, what's your what's your truck sona that you're building out in this lore? I would want mine to be electric powered and called the Thunderbolt. Okay. And what would be what's like your special But then it doesn't sound uh, cool, you know? What do you mean it doesn't sound cool? The first electric monster truck? It doesn't have that like cause it doesn't have that like fucking straight eight, like blah, 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 like loud as shit. Like those things, Tori, you said you've been to them. Those things uh-huh. are fucking loud yeah. as Very fuck. Loud. That's kind of the appeal, you're right. So what's the special ability of the Thunderbolt then? Or the Thunder Striker or whatever you called it. So we put a Tesla coil on top of it. Oh, oh there we go. Okay. Now we're talking. Okay, that's yeah, rad. The, the Tesla coil will be able to produce the noise that the engine won't. Oh, hell. And then, and it's like, oh, you do like a big special like ceremony where it, your car would be in the center and all the other cars are like circling around it with like chains of lightning. <laughs> Yo, oh, that's fucking so rad, tight, actually. actually this, yeah. isn't even, this isn't even funny. This is just fucking cool. <laughs> that's, that's actually super sick. That's actually fucking sick <laughs> that it's like coiling to all the other vehicles and it's creating like that big ball that, that you like touch and the, like the static electricity like mm-hmm. shows through your fingers. And like uh-huh. imagine, imagine like the the other trucks or cars and antagonists or whatever are circling Thunderbolt. And the announcer's like, oh no, what's gonna happen to Thunderbolt? Wait, do you hear the sound of thunder? And then the the Tesla coil goes off, shocks all the other cars, and they stop moving momentarily so that Thunderbolt can get away. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Fuck, that is rad. Okay, I think I want to take the less showy way. I think I'm gonna like pull it back and be the very reserved, mysterious backstory. I'd be called like the professor and i'm the one who sits back <laughs> and waits for the moment that like tay's just shocked all the other cars they're all out of commission tay's up on top ready to be on the podium and you know take the big dub for the day and then there comes the professor you hear the engine kick on it's like an old model of car too it's like built off like a very old kind of uh, frame and then i just dive in there and fucking tackle tay off the top my special ability would be uh a, a mastery of like combat styles like a, a a knowledge of of fighting styles but that's not a truck you're describing you as a driver well i'm saying me the, the car. truck is really good at kung fu tay i don't know <laughs> tay tay you're so fucking stupid i don't know what you're not understanding about the truck okay, being okay. good at kung fu jesus i'm sorry <laughs> And I mean fighting styles as in, like, monster truck fighting style. Yeah, I'm course, not talking about, like... It no, the, of- the truck is good at Krav Maga. <laughs> Krav Maga? The truck knows Krav Maga. <laughs> and it... Hey, the truck also lets everyone know that it knows Krav Maga, just like everyone that knows Krav Maga. Yeah. They just can't help themselves. They just have to fucking say it. Like, what was the greatest challenge in your life? Uh, probably when I fucking learned Krav Maga. If you didn't know, I know Krav Maga. Uh, that's probably the greatest challenge I've ever faced in my life. Ask me any question, Tori. I can, I can it, take it back to Krav Maga. You don't even need a question. You don't even need a question. You could just be like, hey, I'm Jason. Wait, you look kind of familiar. Do I know you from the Krav Maga gym? Oh, oh, I thought you'd... I go to the Krav Maga gym because I do Krav Maga. I thought maybe I'd seen you there. You looked familiar. Never mind. Forget do it. You, do you run in the Krav Maga circle? Because I run in the Krav Maga circle. I know. I'm like pretty... Like I'm like five years into Krav Maga, so... They know me there. Yeah, I'm like pretty tight with everyone there. Yeah, I think I'll just stick with water, but could I get the Krav Maga? The, the, the Krav Maga? Oh, do you guys not have that here? Oh, sorry. 
Oh shit! I mean, I meant, I meant the pasto d'Italiano. Um, sorry, I was just so like, I was so hung up. I just went to Krav Maga before this. Oh, I, I've, so, <laughs> oh, sorry, I misspoke. I'll have the salmon. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I just got kicked in the head so fucking hard at Krav Maga. <laughs> I think I have a concussion. Can you help me? I'm really scared. Can you please call someone? I don't know my name. All I know is Krav Maga. That could be my name for all I know. Not that I get scared because I know Krav Maga, but like, but like, I just, I, I'm really. But like, where do I live? Where, where am I? I? I think my, my monster truck. Um, would be the Krav Maga monster. Gym. <laughs> yeah, that's that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. You see, I'm stuck between building an actual story and just the thing that I always love doing, which is just like any good Tay tried to do, I just take away from it. So like, Tay makes make a truck completely out of rubber. <laughs> like, It'd be the EMP truck. <laughs> No, but that's actually funnier. I was going to say since Taze is electric, mine is like the most fuel inefficient possible. Like it's, yeah, it runs on pure, like not even unleaded. Like it's not even refined diesel. It's, it's just, just like straight from oil the, straight from the fucking ground. And you only perform in closed arenas and you make everyone sign liability waivers when they're coming in. Like there's a good chance you're going to die. You're definitely getting cancer. Do you still want to come see this guy? And they're like, fuck, yeah, I do. I was also going to say that with the EMP uh, monster truck, because like at the beginning of the show, they could be like, and make sure your cell phones are turned off or you will lose them. This is not a bit. <laughs> this is the guzzler. And I only get crude oil <laughs> from drilling in the Arctic. And there's like a polar bear, like fur lining the truck. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate Joe Biden. The upholstery on the inside of the car is made from baby seals. <laughs> I promise you're going to see the most fuel inefficient show tonight. The first thing you do is fucking peel out and then drive straight into the EV charging station. <laughs> fucking destroy it. <laughs> no, no, there's, there's a picture of Greta Thunberg. <laughs> It just drives right over it. You drive over like you, you're crushing like a couple of like 1982 Honda Accords. And then the last thing you crush is a, is a black Rhino <laughs> or a Prius. Taze Prius specifically. <laughs> and then I hop out of the car and I hoist up the catalytic converter from underneath her Prius. And I'm like, I got it before it was killed. You take a bite out of it like a fucking lion heart. <laughs> My my monster truck is the water monster truck. It's where I dump water on Tay before she like sends out the electric discharge and it fucking fries her in the seat. <laughs> Such an asshole. Fuck. You know what? Now that we have been masculine, why don't we we've we've been masculine. We brought the we brought the 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 icky stinky uh big truck go energy. Uh, why don't, why don't we at least take one from discord? Why don't we just grab just one though? If we do two, I'm going to leave. That's fair. So propping 
on Discord asks, <laughs> Why are you <laughs> such an asshole to Proppin? Fuck. <laughs> we love you, Proppin. Speak for yourself. I yeah. haven't decided yet. I like Tyler's bit. But oh, also so like we have you, so, so we we'll have see. the full political spectrum here. Me who likes mm-hmm. Proppin, and Tyler who is vehemently opposed, and Tori, the middle American. <laughs> yeah, I see both sides. Proppin asks us, how did your parents convince you that Santa Claus was real? My story is I was concerned Santa couldn't come to my house because we didn't have a chimney to get his fat ass through. So my mom convinced me Santa had shrinking magic and he could fit himself through a keyhole in the door. I, I had that I had that lie fed to me too. Huh. Proppin, you're dumb as hell. You are maybe the <laughs> yeah, stupidest yeah. motherfucker. So dumb. You're so fucking stupid, Proppin. Why would you believe that? You are, hey, Proppin, me and you right now, you're dumb as shit. That was stupid of you. You think Fat Man can go fast and be small when he wants? That's pretty ridiculous. You're so stupid. Okay, did did y'all have chimneys in your house? Uh, no. Okay, I I didn't either. I mean, technically, yes, but it wasn't like the brick one that you see on houses. It was like a metal tube that ran through the foundation. You you know what kind of chimney I'm talking about. Big brick rectangle. My grandparents had a chimney. So that's the only one, but that's why no one could like, I, I don't have a memory of believing in Santa. Like it never in my, in my conscious brain, (laughs) that tracks so hard. (laughs) Do I never have a memory of wondering if Santa was real or not? Like to me, he was always not real because exactly that Tori, only one person had a chimney all the other houses, because my parents were divorced, so I had to have, like, four separate Christmases, <laughs> just so you all know. Uh, my parents were divorced uh, immediately after I was born. So, you know, I've always only had separate Christmases. Maybe you've had parents that love each other and are together. I've yep. never had that, so just mm-hmm. putting that out there. Tori, do you want to comment on that one as well? Ditto. You may have had more Christmases, but I ha- I had better quality Christmases. Yeah, yeah, because my parents just didn't, like, love each other. But anyway, I had four separate Christmases. Only one house had a chimney, and they all told different stories about how Santa would get in there. I think you had it right, Tyler. I think that a lot of people get caught up in, like, no, 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 you need to preserve this magic for kids. I think that's fucking bullshit that we need to do that because kids, at that point, all you're doing kids are smart enough to have doubts. Oh, well, we don't have a chimney. That doesn't make sense. No one can go fast enough to get to every house in the entire globe. No one can have a factory making the toys. Like kids have that critical thought. And then parents go, no, don't have critical thought. Believe this thing because Coca-Cola said to. I that's think there's such I think an incredibly jaded that's, way. That's, that is, no. It's pretty <laughs> negative. <laughs> it's, it's pretty, so fucking even, sad. It's, pre, it's pretty negative. <laughs> there's, yeah. There's no wonder. There's no like, let the kids have this mystical view because, of the world. No, no, no. Because it's, you're no, not letting the kids the, wonder. <laughs> the kids are wondering. The kids are wondering correctly. That doesn't seem right. Hmm. And then the parents have to lie to them and go, no, 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 no. Tuck that away. This is, he can just go fast. Oh, he, we don't have a chimney. He comes in the sliding glass door. <laughs> Most positive Tory opinion. <laughs> Be on my side for this, okay? <laughs> like, it 
it's just like I want to be on your side because you're making a very logical and important argument like don't stifle your kids from learning like everything but it's also so incredibly jaded just be like mama how come how come you keep telling me santa can make it to every house at night that's kind of improbable don't you think and at that moment the parent has to go yep there's no magic in the world everything is is horrible always you know what no they could just go you're right that is like that like you know they could do something more than just being like no 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 don't stop questioning stop questioning it stop questioning it there's just no fun. I get it. I get it, Tori. I really do. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's not fun. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. I can, yeah, you know? well, okay. <laughs> like if you had like, if you had like a, a, a different story maybe to present it with, like maybe if you, if you like upped the fun, I'd be with you. Like if you could maybe say like, no, Santa's not real. However. But there is a fat man who has indentured servants in the, in the North Pole. <laughs> no, no. I was thinking okay. more along the lines of like, no, he's not real, but don't think about that. Whoa, is that a trampoline in the backyard? And then the kids go on the trampoline. Like maybe that could be like a, the fun side of it. Maybe, maybe maybe that. But that just reminded me of another part of why it's not fun, Tyler, because then it's like, no, no, no. If you guys stop critically thinking and you just buy into this lie I'm telling you, your reward is that you get stuff that you want. Oh, <laughs> so, well, they're going to so get the shit it. anyway. You know? Okay. How about this story? So, but so tell the story. You're getting this because mom and dad love you dearly, Tyler. Okay, how, they how don't love this? you together, but separately they do love you dearly. <laughs> <laughs> so I can say that. Her. I'm also a child of divorce. <laughs> okay. How about this instead, Tori? Kid comes up to the parrot and goes, Mom, there's no like earthly way that Santa Claus can deliver 7 billion presents in one night. What's really going on here? That's when you get all quiet and like get really close to your kid and go, all right, it's about time. You knew the truth. There's actually a huge, like global Global cabal, (laughs) global cabal of gift giving. We all do one (laughs) fucking massive secret Santa in the United States of America Every year. This year, I got fucking Jim Blorpert from New York. Like, I don't know fucking shit about him. I don't know anything about him, but I'm just going to randomly buy something. But what do we do when they stop believing that lie? Or did we just indoctrinate an entire generation of kids to just believe InfoWars? <laughs> Look, teaching your kids that Santa is real is the prerequisite to being a Q follower. No, that's not Tori. <laughs> that is, that you is, can't draw that, that line. That is, that is the longest line I think anyone's <laughs> ever drawn on this show. <laughs> you, you basically took the marker and started on a whiteboard and walked across campus. <laughs> like that's a, that's a pretty long line that was just drawn. But again, Tori, I'm right there with you if you just Tori just add the trampoline and I'm there with you just add one bit of jolly to this just one bit of fun and I'm right there with you yeah and then you're like where we go one we go all and where where we're all going is to my trampoline that I just got yes yes trampolines I love this group I love questioning everything about my daily life in trampolines nothing is true except trampolines God, I love trampolines, and I hate everything else. Man, I love how I love how we have 
three holidays in a row. We have Christmas on December 25th. Six days later, we have New Year's. And six days later, we have... <laughs> no, Tori! <laughs> and trampolines. And trampolines. And trampolines. That's trampolines. How we celebrate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't piece no, that I'm right there with you. until you got to the punchline. What the fuck? I'm... Yes. Uh, fuck. I, I, just didn't, I just didn't have... Santa ever because no one's story was straight and also everyone's handwriting was different for Santa. That was my big one where I was like, so you're hey mom, why is Santa's handwriting different at everyone's different house? And she was like, uh, Santa's real. And I was like, okay, bet. I'm going to stay on this couch all fucking night and I'm going to see you bring out in your handwriting things that say Santa. And she was like, sure. And I think she thought I was going to fall asleep. Not a fucking chance. I stayed up. I watched her. My parents would write with their left hand so I couldn't tell it was their handwriting. Mom, Mom why does this grown man have the shittiest handwriting? <laughs> <laughs> He's got to go fast, Tori. He's got to scribble on the paper and get to the next house. I'm, I'm, I'm so curious, Tay, what your parents had to do because they were together and loved each other. So mm -hmm. they were all in the same household and you had siblings that were also in the same household, everyone under one roof because of a family dynamic in which they loved each other and weren't divorced. I'm curious how they kept it up for you. Like how did they convince you saying it was real? Because I'm guessing Tay, Tay, you're just that kind of person where I truly believe that you thought Santa was real until like, I'm going to say 11 yeah, oh, that tracks. Probably. Yeah, yeah, that tracks. Do you still believe in the power of friendship, Tay? Yes, of course I believe in the yeah, power of friendship. Yeah, you are a Santa believer through and through. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that tracks. Uh, let's see, what are some other stuff? Uh, leaving crumbs of the cookies we would leave out intentionally. Oh, they went hard. Yeah, oh, they like went so hard. Well, they didn't go extremely hard. Like, the milk would be gone, and there would be some cookie crumble on the plate, and then like a, a written note, uh, but there was wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, no, 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 no. Stop right there. Hello? I've never heard that before. Santa left you notes on top of presents? Yeah. You say that as if that, no, no, you can't just say, uh, yeah, that, what? That's not a normal accepted thing that Santa also leaves notes. He would always leave a thank you note about the gift. Why is he thanking you? He gave you gifts. What the fuck is that? What the fuck is that? Here's a Lego set. Thank you. What the fuck? Why is he thanking you? What did you do? We left him milk and cookies. And thank, thank you for these stale Nestle Toll House cookies. No, they were always homemade for my mom. Oh, 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 thanks, Tay. I brought you everything you've ever wanted, and your parents still love each other. So thank you. <laughs> like what? Yeah, it's because it's because I believed Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> and like so like you like here's Tay waking up bright and cheery Christmas morning, running down the stairs, just so excited for what <laughs> this holiday might bring. And just wonder in her eyes. And the first thing you see is the presents. But then, oh my God, we got to read Santa's note. And then Santa <laughs> leaves a note. And, hey, Tay, quick note from Santa. 
Thank you so much for being so good this year. Oh, oh, oh. Literally you're is. my favorite child I've ever seen. Here's every I know every child. Here's everything you've ever wanted. I loved the milk and cookies. P.S. Dad got laid off, so next Christmas there's going to be a few less gifts under the tree. Like... <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, at Tyler's uh, third Christmas, hey, Ma, why doesn't Santa leave me the good gifts at this house? Or how does he get into this house? Oh, he shrinks and goes into the keyhole. <laughs> Cue the fucking detective noir music. This dame was lying to me. <laughs> <laughs> I have a cigarette story, in my mouth. Her, yeah, her story was different from the last two houses that I was in. Something is afoot. <laughs> Something didn't add up. <laughs> Something didn't add up. There's a rotten truth to this whole Christmas ordeal, and I'm going to get to the bottom of it. <laughs> this dame was crying crocodile tears. Luckily, I was <laughs> Santa's sleigh bells sure were a jingling round this town, but the only sound I could hear was the whistling winds of the papers of which my parents just signed. Their divorce papers. They were <laughs> apart from each other. Outside, I could hear the, the engine of Dad's F-150 revving up, ready to take me to two other Christmases today, because they were divorced, not together. Okay. Just like Santa, I had multiple houses to get to this day. <laughs> Just like this alleged Santa Claus they were talking about. <laughs> I fucking love that you got thank you notes from Santa. That's so <laughs> fucking stupid. Well... It's time to end this podcast equivalent of a thank you note from Santa's. <laughs> thank you so much for listening to our show. Go ahead and leave a like, favorite, comment, and, a re and or review. Uh, really helps us show out, gets us in a curated list, spreads us around. Uh, and if you would like to join in the discourse, you can join our Discord. Uh, you can check the description of wherever you're listening to this show. And a link to that should be there. And you can join everyone else just like Proppin. You can also go over to youtube.com slash shapelessmedia and subscribe there. That's the YouTube channel that corresponds with this very podcast where you can find every episode of this show and hundreds of other videos. And I just want to say that, like, boomers did that and then are like, oh, it's participation trophies made our kids soft. Fucking Santa thanked you for getting you gifts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've gotten soft back in my day. You, you wrote with your left hand a thank you note to yourself <laughs> as Santa. It's a whole... There's a whole fuckery afoot with that. There's <laughs> there's eight layers of fuckery. Plus, also... <laughs> like, why... Like, did it, did it not make you question? Like, hey, Santa's gifts fucking suck at Grandma's house. All I get are clothes from Santa at Grandma's well, no, house. I, I only got gifts from Santa at my house. Ah, uh, that makes sense. Yeah. I feel like my parents maybe should have worked together better on the lie, but they were divorced, so. Yeah, so the communication wasn't really super strong there. <laughs> no, no, that took 19 years. And now we reach the point of the episode where it's time for our finest, final baseless claim. Our random thing that, you know what? There's no facts to back it up. There's no evidence. You just fucking spray from the hip. Say whatever you feel like saying. If you have anything to say, speak now or forever hold your peace. We should have to wear our stockings <laughs> all month. <laughs> all month? And so they're nice and stinky for Santa. 
<laughs> we're creating a biological warfare against Santa. <laughs> He's a perv. He loves him. 